Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a show where we interview performers about their worst experiences on stage. I'm your host, Luke Baganbush, and I'm here with my co-host, Lauren Hutton. Now, Lauren? Lauren? Hold that thought. You know, you worked worked hard enough. You're slaving away all day. I think I'm going to take the reins on this one. You just, you kick back, you take her easy, crack open a cold one. You know what? Why don't you crack yourself open a cold one? Ha- nope. This, this is all me. I, I'm driving, baby. And uh, I made that decision because we don't have a lot of time to fill. We had a real gem of an episode. We got fire dancer, comedian, um, recently initiated juggalette, Rachel Laswell on the show. One of my favorites, super funny. Uh, she talks about just a say yes day at uh, the gathering of the juggalos, which could um, just from your viewpoint be a really bad or a really good idea. I think I think it it turned out well for her. Uh, she talks about her opinions about the police, and boy, boy, do we have some of those. Let just stick around for that. Um, no, Lauren, 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 I could tell, I could tell you made a face cause I was, I was stumbling, but I got this baby. All we got to do, we got, we got to pitch over the episode. I'm not going to kill any more time. I'm not going to tread any more water. You, yep. Fin- finish up that cold one you got there. Just finish her up. No worries. Island lifestyle. Uh, you guys enjoy the episode. Well, there's a clear difference between starting recording and just talking, and usually there's not at all. Well, there's a uniform now. You have to don the puffy things. Yeah. Do, do those fit your head okay? They look enormous on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they feel pretty comfortable in my ears, really. Nice and warm, cozy. Yeah. You said uniform, and I usually am wearing a full general's uniform with medals and shit. Do you like have the shoulder podcasting, pads? but it's dry cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. I'm wearing the shoulder pads now. I'm a, I'm a very weak, slope-shouldered man. <laughs> so I wear shoulder pads under my t-shirt. I mean, that makes perfect sense. I've known you for years. That, that totally yeah, Have you ever seen line. me without them? I'm triangle-shaped. <laughs> oh, my God. Rachel, how are you? I'm great. I've been sleeping very little lately, but other than that, fantastic. Hell yeah. I was about to say, I think between us, we have 14 hours of sleep because you had to, you had what, maybe two or three? Yeah. Tight. And I had like 11. So (laughs) (laughs) I can't do math, but (laughs) (laughs) there's literally no reason to get 11. Like in one session, like you didn't wake up in the, like in between. Uh, Yeah. I woke up a bunch, but I, I made sure that I made up time for that. <laughs> I woke up a bunch. I just decided to go back for more. Mm. Is there a reason you're not sleeping? Like, you got something going on that's like, you know, I got to burn the candle at both ends to get all this done, or... Yeah, I've just been, like, moving and working a bunch. That's and, a giant pain in the ass, and, yeah. Yeah, I just always have kind of been a night owl and wasn't working much, and now I'm working, like, five or six days a week early in the morning, but I'm still going to bed extremely late. Oh, okay, so half of your schedule was adjusted. It's kind of like an inchworm. The other half has to yeah, catch up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How long have you been at the job, like... Oh, well, I just started a second job. Uh, oh, that's why you're working a bunch. Right, but it's, yeah, between the two, it's still only like five or six days a week. I Typically mean, will be five, but I've been working an extra day at my new job just because I like it and it's that's fr- awesome. fresh. Yeah, you know? yeah, new and exciting and mm-hmm. whatnot. Like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to give any details that you don't want to, but, like, what type of work is it that, like... I'm a beer tender. Fuck yeah. Which is not <laughs> yes. technically a bartender because we don't serve liquor. Oh, okay. yeah. We, Bridget Dinman was a beer tender. Yeah, we work in the same that. place. Yeah. What? Yeah, we yeah. worked together Small yesterday. Small world. Nice. Yeah. That's so, kind of cool. Yeah. Are you going to give us the dirt that she didn't? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there really is no dirt. Yeah, it, it sounds like a really cool, chill place to yeah. place to work. 
Yeah, it is for sure. And but like, I mean, do you are you still behind the bar, or are you walking around with like those things I see at like uh, the stadiums where they have like a bucket of ice oh. on a sling? Oh no, yeah, it's the, it's behind the bar. <laughs> oh, okay, see that's way better. I thought yeah. you were. I pictured you at like uh, a Cyclones game whenever they start having those again. <laughs> uh, literally, just like bounding down the steps toward the ice. There's a guy that works there. He's kind of like a local legend because he's he looks eleven at the Cyclones game. Yeah, what's that arena called? It used to be something else, and now it's something else. Heritage Bank Arena used to yeah. be, and now it's U.S. Bank Arena. Either that or it's the other way around. Anyways, that doesn't. it's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is that there's this 11-year-old kid that slings cotton candy, and he starts at the top of the steps, and he skips seven steps with every leap. And you get to watch him almost die through the entire game. It's Have my you favorite part. Any hockey game ever? And yeah. or is it just the kid that you're uh, watching? No, 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 no. He is the entertainment in between the fights. Okay. So like hockey's great. I love hockey. I love yeah, watching yeah. live hockey. I would never play it. I don't understand the rules and I don't really know how to keep score even. But love watching <laughs> it. It's fun. And there's that kid. So it's, it's like, like flat ice soccer, from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> When is ice not flat? Unless you're sculpting. Oh, it. I was talking about the thing they they push around. Oh, it, I could have uh, used some uh, more words. Uh, the, oh, the puck. The puck. Are you talking about like the thing with the brushes and the giant stone that they slide, or no, am I way off base? No, no. Um, I know what you're talking the puck, about, right? Yeah, the puck is the flat part of the flat ice soccer. All right, Mister yeah. Eleven Hours Asleep, and I can put full thoughts together right now. I don't give a shit. I could, <laughs> judging from how that went over, I could have used twelve hours to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys got an hour, I can go take a nap, and we'll see how this thing goes off after that. <laughs> I mean, you can go nap now. I got this. Like mm. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys take forty-five. I'm gonna. <laughs> wake up for the end of this when we wrap this whole thing up yeah we'll we'll call you for the outro it'll be great (laughs) rachel uh we asked you here for a certain reason but other than that reason what other types of performance do you do um i do flow arts uh fire uh fire eating and spinning oh no that was the particular reason oh (laughs) Well, hold on. I haven't heard it called flow arts. Me neither. When F-O- that totally threw me. Oh yeah. Okay. So L O W. Right. Okay. Yeah, because the more you do it, you start to get into a flow state. You know. Oh, yeah. I've heard of flow state. And, yeah, and so yeah. the prop is essentially just supposed to become an extension of your body. Wow. Okay. So, what kind of props do you use? Um, I do contact juggling, which is you've seen Labyrinth with David Bowie, where he does the yeah. weird hand thing with the ball. Um, I do hat juggling, and I've seen some of that before. Yeah, I've uh, seen Benny and June. <laughs> <laughs> and I I spin hoops and dragon staff and double staffs. And I've done some fire eating. How many of the things that you just mentioned are on fire? I've done all of those on fire. Oh, my God. Even the contact juggling? Yes, even the contact juggling. How does juggling. that work? Um, so with a contact juggling quickly. fireball. Very quickly. <laughs> quickly. Yes, it does. It does definitely have to stay moving. Um, but so typically for fire spinning, you use like uh, Coleman's camp fuel, like a white gas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. uh, whenever you contact juggle, you actually have to use like a isopropyl alcohol because it burns at a lower temperature. Yeah, I messed around with that, just setting hand sanitizer on fire when I was young. It's yeah. been a long pandemic for you, huh? You're still doing it. There was one point where I would just like put this was when i was way young this is pre-pandemic and i'm surprised i didn't get back into this <laughs> but i w- was just like pumping hand sanitizer into a candle and like lighting the entire surface of the candle on fire and nice. it was a real good time i'm but sure four days later my dad goes to light the candle and he's like why is it doing this weird flaring thing <laughs> and then i'm like i have no idea i have no earthly idea why it would ever do that i promise and then he picks it up, and it's, like, cold and rainy outside. And when he goes out and it hits the cold air, the candle explodes in his hand. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And I've never told anyone that until now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm it, was, it was 
one and a half degrees of burn. Like, it was pretty bad. Holy cow. Wow. So, basically, an M80 made out of wax went off in his hand. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I could recreate it. Like, I mean, I we, would... we can, bro. I know where to get candles. Yeah. But could you make it explode... <laughs> I guess just the cold air did it. I don't. I don't know how that worked. Um, I, I have no idea either, but I want to find out. Uh, a firefighter friend of mine told me that if you take uh, Vaseline and uh, powdered chlorine, put that in an envelope and mix yeah, it all together all the and seal it. Powdered chlorine, you got. Wait, is that a pool supply that you can get? Yeah, all you get yeah. it in tablet form and then grind it up in the mortar and pestle that we all have because we live in you know southern Ohio and yeah. everyone has Between a mortar and pestle crushing smurfs, up all them pills. You can go. Wait, what? <laughs> Between hunting Smurfs, you can go grab your mortar and pestle. And <laughs> you went Gargamel and I went Opiate Crisis. I love that. <laughs> We would not be on the same TV channel. I, I don't no. even think we would be on the same platform. Well, no, no, no. That's Gargamel's podcast. He talks about his opiate addiction. <laughs> Contact juggling. Right. Yeah. We have this problem. Uh, we, we, we go off on tangents. Feel free to follow us. I love tangents. <laughs> so you use isopropyl alcohol and put an on-fire ball on your body. Yeah. That's about the size of it. Yep. That's wild. How many times have you burned yourself? I, that's the one question I'm sure everyone is sitting here going like, how many times? How um, many scars? I have some scars. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have some scars. Um, yeah, I mean, it happens sometimes for sure. But typically, like, you want to wear fire-safe clothing. Right. And Or, you know, just be naked. That's honestly the safest way to do it. No way. There, there, being naked first. cannot be safer than fire-protective clothing. Well, not really, because even like clothing that's fire protective can still catch on fire. You know, it just won't stay on fire for long. And typically when you're spinning a prop, it's moving pretty fast. So if the fire hits you on your clothes, you might have like a slight flame for a second, but it's going to pretty immediately go out. Versus if that hits your bare skin. Well, if it hits your bare skin, your skin's not going to catch on fire at all. You're just going to feel a warm, hot thing scraping oh, against your body. Okay, now that does make more sense. And hopefully not smell burning flesh. <laughs> no, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, burning hair, pretty used to that smell, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Have you ever had your hair full-on catch on fire? Not from spinning fire, but definitely <laughs> from a candle. <laughs> she was trying to recreate the moment that your dad had and turned into Hades from uh, you know the, the Disney cartoon for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just not the time I was spinning fire all around my body, but the time I casually had a candle lit. <laughs> I was just trying to take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I had curled my hair and I had used hairspray. I was in like high school oh, and I God. leaned over a candle. And it. Yeah. And that's where it started. After that, you're like, I know what I need to do. I yeah. bet I can control that. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get started into this? Because this is obviously like a weird, fringy type thing. Like, I mean, like. I've heard it called poi. I've heard it called flow art well, now. Well, poi is uh, one prop you can spin in flow arts. Oh. So that's specific two balls on two strings. That Those are called poi. Gotcha. Okay. Right on. So how did, like, what, what, what were your first dippings into the waters of flow arts? Um... Well, I saw a girl spinning a hula hoop at a festival when I was in high school, and I was like, that's so cool, you know? And so I just bought a cheap hula hoop from Walmart, which was terrible because they have those bead things and they don't <laughs> actually work. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how well did they catch on fire? Did you try that? <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps, Luke. Baby steps. Uh, yeah. And so then I ended up going to this festival where somebody told me about an event that happens every year in Ohio called Kinetic Fire. Uh-huh. And it's essentially a, a flow festival where you just get your weekend ticket and there's there's just workshops on every prop all weekend long. They have like fire safety courses. That's dope. Uh, yeah, beginner, intermediate, advanced classes and pretty much any prop you want to spin. And you just get a schedule and you just pop around and show up with your props wherever you want to learn. Can you just go and like hang out and watch? Yeah, if you want to, but I feel like once you got there, you'd want to participate. Probably. I'd be like, put me in, coach, after yeah, three seconds a, of watching. Yeah, That's exactly time. how I feel when I go to the Ren Fest and I watch that dude blow <laughs> glass. I'm like, come on, man. You got another torch right there. Can I sit down? I'm just going to try and do exactly what you're doing as you do it like Bob Ross. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> just happy little molten glass. Yeah, it's just yeah. a tiny little dragon wing. <laughs> tiny little dragon wing. You make one and I'll make one. We'll have we'll have a, a little dingus dragon. <laughs> 
So, what year did that festival take place in? Or I'm assuming you've probably gone more than once, right? Yeah, I started going in 2013. Did you go every year? I've yeah, I've been pretty much every year since Hell that yeah. it's happened. See, like the way you describe that weekend, that's like what I wanted summer camp to be whenever I was in the Scouts, because they're like, yeah, there's all these workshops, you can do all these different merit badges and blah blah blah. If it was like that, but all of it was like one specific thing that I was really interested in. Oh. Yeah, it was great. And I honestly, somebody was just like, oh, yeah, if you go to this thing, they have workshops that will like they'll teach you how to do tricks with your hula hoop. And I was like, that sounds cool. And I showed up and I was like, what are all these other things that people are spinning? Right. So you started out a hula hoop aficionado. Yes. Yeah. But then is that still your favorite? It's like your first love or... I would consider it my first love, but it's not my favorite prop anymore. Okay. I do still really enjoy it, uh, but I definitely, contact juggling and hat tricks are for sure my favorites. Mm. What is it about uh, the contact juggling that draws you to it? Um, I think it's just the amount of like time and practice that you have to put into it to make it look easy when it's like literally the hardest thing (laughs) to like get down and just like seeing the things that people do with it like there's this one guy who can just like have like multiples going at once he's just like bouncing one on his head rolling it from side to side it's just like insane that's like a crazy amount of control to be able to balance those balls on your head and make it all still look fluid uh like because, I mean, I don't know, it, it, all, every kid has picked up a broomstick or something and pretended it's a bow staff and been like, I'm so cool yeah. right now. Look at me with my thing. Like, we've ever, I think at least everyone in Ohio that, you know, grew up around freaking cornfields and had right. nothing better to do has picked up a stick and been like, look at me. And I can do oh, the yeah. Aladdin thing where I roll like an orange fly a carpet? from my hand and roll the orange to the other hand. Yeah, that's contact juggling. Yeah. Yeah. You can contact juggle. I'll I'll show you guys later, but (laughs) I can't fly carpet, Lauren. (laughs) As much as I try. It's also contact juggling. Like every everything's contact. It's juggling. all contact juggling. You know Did when you, you get a marshmallow perfectly roasted, none of it's burnt, all of it's just perfectly brown and delicious, yeah, and then you yeah, can yeah. peel that skin off, eat it, and then do it again. That's contact juggling. <laughs> so much is contact juggling. And then, uh, so did you did you find contact juggling first, or did you find the hat tricks first? Con- was it contact juggling tight? first. Was it because of the labyrinth? Well, no, it was actually just as a child seeing those Fushigi commercials. I think you're going to have to tell me what that is. You okay? So yeah, that is a, contact juggling. That right? is contact juggling. Okay. Yeah. So like they were this really popular. It's a, a clear acrylic ball. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then There's... they always had the commercial and the guy was killing it. And you're yeah. just like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. And then you get one and you're like, this thing weighs like 10 pounds. And I just uh. broke my mom's coffee table. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know how to use it. Right, yeah. <laughs> I So I met you doing comedy first, Yeah. right? I, I can't remember the first mic that we met at, but I think... Almost like it, within days of seeing you, you were like performing hat tricks and <laughs> like just for the entire room. Yeah, I do enjoy hat tricks. Yeah. What's the first hat trick that you learned? Um, so the first hat trick I Put learned. Put to the head? Um, I, yeah, <laughs> technically, yes. <laughs> um, I think juggling hats on my head was one. Uh, Which is essentially okay. So you, I know that sounds really confusing. Yeah, you yeah. have a hat on your head <laughs> okay. and then one in each hand, and then you like, sorry, <laughs> you essentially just like pull the one off your head, throw the other one on there, and then throw the other one to catch it. So you're essentially juggling, but instead of one going in the air, you're just placing it on your head. Okay. So it's like, like swapping that. all your hats out. I like that because it's is it juggling? Because I mean, juggling and dancing are so close. They're so close to me because like basic juggling, yeah, that that doesn't look like dancing. But then again, somebody that doesn't know how to dance and is basically just doing a shuffle back and forth at prom also doesn't look like real dancing. (laughs) So like, do you feel a connection to dance or is it like so far departed from that that you're like, no, 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 this is a totally different thing. This is like its own separate little niche. Well, I think it depends on what kind of juggling I'm doing. Okay. Uh, because I've definitely seen some people dance while juggling. You right. know, multiple balls, you know. But with hats, wow. 
actually juggling the hats, it, it doesn't feel as dancey, but like I can definitely dance with a hat and do some cool tricks with okay. it while I dance. Have have you ever like done it like professionally or is it more just like hanging out with a bunch of other juggler people? I have just laying it down. I have not done it as like a regular job, but I have definitely gotten paid for doing it. Hell yeah. That sounds like a like a regular job. <laughs> my, my definition of a regular job is if money changes hands. That's <laughs> Goods and services, baby. Goods yeah, and services. I'm, I'm a professional <laughs> lawnmower for my grandma. That's my profession. Um, dude, by those standards, I'm a professional thief. <laughs> if that's all we're talking about, my brother has gotten me to steal a bunch of stuff and then given me half of it. Like that's Hey, if you keep your standards low the world just becomes more magical you know <laughs> wait a minute if you're stealing it why are you giving half to your brother oh very young older brother okay. very gullible that's, little okay. brother that's fair yeah. that's fair i thought you meant like last week your brother was like hey go steal that he was, <laughs> no, 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 no. so your older brother was fencing the goods you <laughs> exactly had, yeah. yeah he was my fence it was too hot those uh, <laughs> i think he just like he just wanted candy and they were like well you're small if you take it they'll be like oh it's cute let him have it and then we can split it if mm. I take it, I'm 14. I'm a juvenile delinquent. <laughs> yeah, like a Charles Dickens novel. You get yeah. a bunch of little kids to steal for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's why my brother started his family. Yeah, and that, that is one of the most illicit, aggressive forms of contact juggling, I think. Just of all forms of contact juggling. Getting children to steal for you. <laughs> Probably my favorite form. Probably. Yeah. It's all art, you know. <laughs> so, back to you, Rachel. <laughs> what was the first time that you got paid to flow? Mm, it was probably right around when I moved to Cincinnati. And I just had friends who did do it pretty regularly for money. And they were just like, hey, if you do this gig with us, like, yeah. we'll get paid. Right. What's a contact juggling gig look like? I'm calling it all contact juggling now. But. <laughs> Doing what I did earlier with Poi. Yeah. <laughs> so is it like a party and they just wanted a bunch of um, flow dancers? I mean, yeah, that's happened. Or like I've had friends who performed at like the Northside 4th of July parade. Oh, yeah, that's a ton of fun. Um, yeah, I can see I've that. I've done LED props at Bogarts for oh, hell EDM yeah. people. I, uh, last year, I got to spin fire. Or not last year, because last year nothing happened, but two years <laughs> ago. <laughs> last year is still correct. 2020 didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair happen. then. Um, the last real year. Yeah, but the last time I did any like actual performing is was at the gathering of the Juggalos. Hell <laughs> yeah, yes, that's so what I'm talking about. A bunch about. of my friends have like they were the sideshow tent that year, nice. so that yeah. was really cool. I got to, I was so excited. I got to spin fire while Tech Nine played one of my favorite songs. Are you for real? <laughs> Which was really cool. Have you been to Juggalo events before? That was my first Juggalo event. Did they give you a name and initiate you? No, they initiated me, but no name. <laughs> What's initiate? And they give you a Fanta, pour it over you. Yeah, you do get sprayed with a lot of Fanta. Yeah. Okay. Bab which baptism it by sounds, Fanta. It sounds not great, but honestly, the whole thing sounds terrifying listen, no, and not great listen, to me. Listen, <laughs> I will say, Juggalos, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, they actually are kind of thoughtful. They use Diet Fago, so that it doesn't make you sticky or stain your jerseys. Oh, that's like that, that right? makes sense. Yeah, they're like just undercover nice people. Everybody just that's the thing. Like I mean? like Juggalos, it's it like from the outside in. Obviously, it looks bananas. It looks absolutely insane. Right. They have yeah. a game called Noggin where they steal street signs and then bash each other in the forehead with it. Like that's a game. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to play? Did that happen? I did not see that, but I did see some stuff. <laughs> I'm sure. I love just how like you just left that on the state on the table as stuff. It doesn't need describing. Like everyone's heard the stories. I, I might want to hear. Okay, I'll tell you the story I heard, having never been to a Juggalo event, and it, a, a comedian performed for Juggalos. And why <laughs> they have they, comedy there for real? Yeah, uh, Gilbert Godfrey goes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you would never think that he would fit in with them, but we talking about dude, he loves the makeup, the fago, all of it. <laughs> he He's comes down. out in full cloud regalia and not even his Gilbert Godfrey voice. <laughs> 
Oh, so the story God. I heard was the comic's about to get on stage, and the problem he gave, like, the manager guy was, hey, this stage is covered in lube. <laughs> I can't go out there. So they're like, okay, we'll get Danny. And Danny comes out with one of those little swish broom things, and he's just, like, just... What do you call it? It's like a rubber edge squeegee, yeah. thing. And he's Somebody's been to a car wash. Lube off the stage, and he just splashes the entire front row. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's Danny's only job. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Danny he's the, he's squeegee the lube cleaner. <laughs> I mean, that checks out. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Without Danny, there wouldn't be a splash zone at these shows. Like he <laughs> has a very important role to play. <laughs> I'd tell you to wear a poncho, but I know you guys, and you don't want that poncho. <laughs> is that close to like some of the things that you witnessed? Is that pretty on point? That for... is incredibly mild, but yes. <laughs> incredibly mild. Okay. That is yeah. terrifying. Lube on a stage, for me, on my Richter scale, <laughs> that's a three. Lube anywhere, that'll get you above two. <laughs> what's, what's about a five for you out of ten? No, out of a hundred. <laughs> a five out of a hundred? Oh. Wow, that's low. I don't I have a high threshold for Okay, well what 50 I find. then. Let's let's Okay. What's about half on the mild scale? Well, I would say at a juggalo event. At a juggalo event, um probably just uh, the amount of fireworks that get shot at the performers. <laughs> Are you for real? Yeah. Like folks with just like Roman candles just firing just off? Firing Wizard battle. If that... you actually, if you Google it, <laughs> you can battle. find, um, oh, I forget who it was, but a few years ago there was an artist performing and he went up on stage and immediately was like, called out all the people for shooting fireworks at the other performers and was like yeah motherfuckers you can't hit me with a firework and somebody got him in the face but i will say he like flinched came back up and just went right on with the set just hell yeah took it that's it's all a good you can video do. yeah champion you ever get a chance to watch it it's it's impressive it's oh, hilarious man. i i didn't know I was gonna gain respect for juggalos today. I didn't. Well, I woke thing, up man. after my like, thirteen hours of sleep, and I was <laughs> eat all the ass loop. <laughs> but like, I don't know if you've picked up on this, but something that we were kind of discovering as we bring in these these you know, we'll say non-standard performance types for us. You know, anything yeah. outside the realms of comedy. We haven't gotten anybody out of Carnegie Hall yet. Not yet, but we're but. trying. Uh, emails have been sent. Um, mm. <laughs> Bert Bacharach, you are welcome. I just want that on air. <laughs> but like each of these little worlds have uh, their own community with their own rules and their own forms of respect. Mm. Like the noggin game, like that's that's a form of showing respect in that community. Right. And it's also not forced upon anyone. Like that's the interesting thing is that like all these communities that, that are thriving, there's no... Like it's 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 on the table. It's a buffet. You can take what you want, you know. And you don't have to take anything. You can just observe the buffet. And those are the communities that people are always like, you know, they go in and they come out. And like you guys were saying, they're surprisingly just nice people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They may have weird games, but yeah, I yeah, like their community love is just saying, show me your butthole. And like you said, people can do it or they cannot, and right. people won't be upset. You right. Know? It's, that's it's just love. that's on the buffet. It's just a different <laughs> buffet. <laughs> it's just a different type of family. I think I think Rachel snorting at butthole buffet <laughs> has been my favorite moment on this podcast so far. Um, I did uh, I did Kelly's show one time at Motor the Truth Serum. Yeah, and great it show. Was right after I went to the gathering, and so I was telling my stories. And a week later, I'm out and about somewhere, and this couple comes up to me, and they're like, what is your name? And I was like, Rachel. And they're like, we saw you at Motor last week, and just we just really wanted to know, because all week we've just been calling you Butthole Girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture their brunch conversations. Like, dude, Butthole Girl was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, but do you think it's true? I don't care. Like she told it with such conviction. If if that happened to me and they're like, "Can you tell us your name? We've been calling you butthole guy." I guess I would be like, 
No. <laughs> you always have to call me that. <laughs> Etched into eternity. I am the butthole person. <laughs> That's I'm a, so good. I'm a butthole magician. <laughs> oh, man. So you're a juggalette? That's, is that the preferred term? Um, I guess technically since I do appreciate the community i would be a juggalette but i don't actually like most of the music okay not That's, a big fan yeah. of icp's music to be honest but i will say they put on one of the best live shows i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> i mean how can you not how yeah. can you not with yeah. a stage covered mm-hmm. in lube and fireworks being fired at you is lube flammable well, well i guess water-based lube wouldn't be but oil-based, oh, God, that could be a catastrophe waiting to happen. That could oh. be a catastrophe waiting to happen. But nobody shoots fireworks at ICP. Those are their gods. You do uh, not disrespect the gods. I see, I see. So fireworks are reserved for the shitty openers like Tech 9 Well, no. Even <laughs> Tech 9 is pretty respected. They go every year. But, uh, yeah, again, if you want to look up hilarious videos, you should see what happened to Tila Tequila when she went to the <laughs> gathering. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, of all the reasons to look up Tia and Tila Tequila, I think that's my new favorite. I, I don't know how it wasn't part of my stream already, honestly. <laughs> yeah, how did the the algorithm not already gift that to me? <laughs> A little upset, honestly. Yeah, I just I just started TikTok, and the algorithm after like five swipes, they're like, "Oh, this guy likes cute pets, girls, and crime," and those are. My That's so fucked up because the only thing that ever showed up on TikTok, I had in a, a TikTok for like 12 seconds and because like uh, uh, I was like, all right, so that's the new hot social media platform. That's where I'm going to go viral. That's how I'm going to quit my job. Let's do it. 12 seconds later, my entire feed was nothing but Jason Banks and Rand Barnaclo. <laughs> so I was half like, this is tight. And the other half, I was like, I already see you enough. <laughs> I don't need to see more of Too you. much, even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What was initiation like? Was there... Can you talk about it? Or is it like a fraternity thing where you're like, no, no. You you have to be part of the Juggalo family to know about initiation. Well, it's mostly just, you know, you definitely have to do the whoop whoop thing, for sure. All yeah, you have yeah. to do, really, to be accepted there is accept them and be cool. But I will say, day one, I got there and I was like, okay, I'm going to have a say yes day and I'm just not going to turn down anything and we're just going to see where it goes. And I like park at the gate. That's a and dangerous I'm, move to It make. was a dangerous move. I literally walked up from the parking lot to go to my camp for the first time and these people at a camp stopped me and they were like, what's your favorite card? And I was like, what are you talking about? There are cards that have the different clowns apparently uh, i didn't know i'm like not baseball cards well I don't, I don't know i can't explain it for you i'm not that hardcore of a juggler <laughs> at all to be honest with so, you okay yeah. but there's like different like clowns that represent things and so i was like almost I like have... tarot cards or something yeah but i think there's only like seven of them or something right so not many fortunes uh <laughs> <laughs> very unfortunate look when you once you become a juggalo your life path really narrows down to well, five or six options <laughs> <laughs> the backs of the cards just say things like gas station clerk <laughs> or mechanic prison <laughs> that's a big one it's a big one it's a that's three of the seven cards uh, so, so we just went from in order to be accepted by juggalos you have to be non-judgmental and friendly and we're just like immediately like no juggalos will have us we <laughs> oh god we're bad people uh, we're worse than juggalos. That's what I didn't want to find out today when I went to bed Friday and slept for 23 hours. <laughs> oh, man. Right, so what was your favorite card? I didn't know anything about the cards. I'm like, right. what are you talking about? And he was like, you don't know the cards? And I was like, no. And he was like, he was, he was like, are you even a juggalo? And I was like, 
no, I, you know. I have aspirations. Yeah, like, I just wanted to come here. And he's like, are you a cop? And I was like, no, I'm not a cop. And he's like, prove it. Do this cocaine. And I was having a say yes day. So, so I didn't want to be like, no, because then I look like a cop. Right. <laughs> You're like, I... I'm having a say yes day, and the very first thing that happened to you was you were offered cocaine. Yeah, to prove I wasn't a cop. And so I luckily had a friend with me, and I was like, you know what? I will do cocaine for you, but I'm going to do my friend's cocaine. Because it seemed like a responsible decision. Very smart move. Well, not a responsible decision, but a slightly more responsible decision. A little safer, you know, than doing mystery cocaine. Right, right. Because I don't even want to do not mystery cocaine. You're being obvious, but I also don't want to look like a cop. (laughs) (laughs) So just to clarify, (laughs) cocaine, doing it is better than looking like a cop. Tight. Right. <laughs> Luckily, I don't get asked if I'm a cop often. <laughs> no, no, officer. That's the cocaine I keep on me to prove I'm not you. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Snort number two. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like how it's just like you went to the juggalo camp and... Three paths diverged in a wood. One, <laughs> one was cocaine. One was cocaine with a question mark, and one is you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I'd like to say, took the road less traveled. <laughs> So you do your friend's cocaine. So I do my friend's cocaine, and they're like, oh, you're cool. (laughs) (laughs) Tight. So they, like, kind of showed me their cards. Again, obviously, I didn't remember anything that they said about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I uh, continued on to the rest of my say yes day. (laughs) (laughs) Which went at... I love this story. Please just continue. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the next thing I did was I went to my camp, and this dude was like, do you want to hit my vape? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And he's like, it's DMT. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so I was like, I guess I'm going to sit down for this one. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm going to sit down for this one. <laughs> I've never wanted to be a juggalo more in my life. Are you shitting me? Or maybe I just need to have more yes days. Those sound great. Yes days are good. I will say yes days at the Gathering of Juggalos are very different than regular (laughs) yes days. One is like, I'm going to help an old lady across the street. The other one is... I'm going to do everything to prove I'm not a cop. (laughs) Rachel, when you walked in here, I didn't know about you, but as a Juggalo, you're the least a cop here. And so, roughly six to seven minutes after you hit DMT, then what happened? (laughs) I chilled at my camp for a while, and then... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've said yes to two things, and I need a minute to process that. (laughs) Right, and so then I... The the land's pretty big, right? And there's a big, you know, path around it, but it's so big that they have a trolley, quote unquote, which is just a truck with a super long extended like bed type thing. Yeah. Like one of those wooden guys that has the benches and okay. the people can also sit on the floor. Like a hay ride then, without the hay. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like kind of even longer. And so I was like, I'm going to hop on this guy, go get some more stuff from my car. And I'm like cruising around. Hope and then, and no then, one <laughs> offers me drugs again or this is going to take forever. <laughs> it did take forever. <laughs> So immediately I get on, and there's like two dudes on either side of me, and they're doing whippets, and they're like, hey, do you want a balloon? And I'm like, yeah, sure, you know? Say yes. And so they're just cruising around. They're like, we've just been doing this for a couple hours. We're just trying to get people to show us their buttholes. <laughs> so I'm like, cool, you know? So we're cruising around, and they're screaming, show me your butthole to everybody, you know? And some people are doing it. Some people aren't. I felt like I was on, like, the wildest, like, asshole safari. <laughs> Just doing balloon after balloon, just like looking at people's bubbles. 
<laughs> Where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy driving the truck trolley hits a parked car. <laughs> so we have to stop. Yeah. And I had to walk the rest of the way to my car. And I didn't want to do that because it was pretty far away, right? Mm-hmm. So I just waved down this dude on a golf cart. And I'm like, can you give me a ride to the parking lot? And he was like, we're not supposed to just give people rides. And the one like, rule that gets followed <laughs> in this place. Right. And I was like, okay. So then I waved down another golf cart guy. And I'm like, can you tell me how to get to the parking lot? He's like, just hop in. I'll give you a ride. So I'm like, this is the guy. You yep. know? Yeah. So he, he, I hop in and he gives me a beer. And he drives me to the parking lot. And I was like, well, that was cool. So then after that, the trolley always was a mess. It never actually made it all the way around. <laughs> tight. Tight. Um, but I just That's realized. what they get for letting Dan, the fucking squeegee guy, drive it. <laughs> <laughs> so I... But he shows up, you know? <laughs> every time I needed to get somewhere, I would just wave down another golf cart guy and be like, I'm lost. <laughs> Can you tell me how to get here? And they'd always be like, yeah, hop in. Here's a beer. I'll give you a ride. And then I had to stop doing that because... <laughs> There was one guy who gave me a ride, kind of late at night. It's right. getting getting dark. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm in charge of lamp lighting, so I have to go and turn on all the floodlights everywhere. He's like, but if you want to cruise around with me while I do that, like, then I can drop you off in the parking lot. And I'm like, yes, day. <laughs> so we're cruising around. He gives me a beer. And he's like, I don't know. Where. He's like, hold on. And I'm like, what? And he just swerves and just smashes into this giant trash can and it just goes flying just trash flying everywhere and it's one of those you know big giant boys yeah. <laughs> and so you know i was fine you know whatever so we're cruising along he stops and he turns on a light and then he gets back in he's like hold on and he's just like slam into another trash can he went across the entire fucking land and smashed into every trash can <laughs> on the way <laughs> Uh, why did he ever tell you like what, it, what what the purpose for that was why not <laughs> I, I, gotta I think say, that's just how it is people you know a lot for a lot of juggalos and juggalettes that's like their one thing a year that they get to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean they save up they like get a babysitter yeah they fucking yeah. stock up on party supplies and they fucking go hard Dude, i'd like to really think hard is like a typical suburban like soccer mom and then just a a stockbroker dad and then they get the babysitter there and then they ICP up their face and just go buck wild. <laughs> it does happen. I did meet a doctor. You For met a real. doctor. Yeah, at least that's uh, what he told me. Do you believe that I'm a doctor? Yes, day. Uh, <laughs> I literally can't not. <laughs> but I can I can see that because a lot of like high pressure people and jobs like the other end of that is just the most high pressure release, which yeah. ICP would be up there for a high pressure release. Yeah. I mean, we see the day you had that sounds like a week <laughs> worth of shit that you went through. <laughs> That's a for some people what you just described was a a lifetime worth of uh, drug experimentation and <laughs> other experiences that uh, like some people would look back on what you experienced in that one day, um, but it happening over the course of eighty years and them going like yeah I had an interesting life and you did it in twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was that was trash hand guy the end of your your juggalo journey did you honestly i just did you get to your car that's what i want (laughs) i did get to my car yeah okay definitely get to my car tight Uh, that's the closure i needed (laughs) and i i feel like we asked different performers on just with Keeping in mind that, oh, this person's a comedian, this person plays music, but you just live life like a performance. <laughs> we yeah. went about this wrong. We should have been like, what do you do Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How many festivals have you been to? Because, like, festival culture is, like, its own fucking thing. Um, a lot of them. Have you lost count at this point? Yeah, I mean, I try to go to at least, like, Two or three a year. Holy smokes, that's and a lot. I, yeah, I try to hit, like, I want to obviously eventually go to as many different ones as I can. Okay, as 
you know me, right? Mm-hmm. And as like a a white awkward guy, what's an initiate festival? <laughs> what's your low bar festival? Where can he go and not see people's if, buttholes? If I want, well, let's not rule that out. <laughs> <laughs> If I were to work my way up to the the gathering, <laughs> then what what do I start out at? I honestly, um, so I started just going to like a small little, like word of mouth festival mm. where they just had like weed pancakes and everybody just kind of sat outside and <laughs> got high and One dude listened to a jam Bluetooth bands. Speaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That just sounds like hanging no, out at a guy's was, house. There was a barn with bands and everybody okay, camped okay, everywhere, okay. you know, but it was more low-key. There weren't like huge stages everywhere right, right, or right. Tech anything nine's like not that. rolling through right. or yeah, just some like localish jam bands. And the whole point was the pancake breakfast. Tight, you know. yeah. Oh, nice. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. That so almost that sounds better. Yeah. No, it is. You see any buttholes? Mm, no, probably not. No, not at the pancake breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awkward time to ask, really. Um, good morning. Do you need more syrup? Butter? Can I see your butthole? <laughs> no? All right. I'll come back. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I Anytime anybody's never been to an event, I like to recommend small stuff like that. Or... Uh, Burning Man events, honestly, are like if you're like nervous to go to a festival and about like me making friends or something, mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect way to start because it's like all about the sense of community. Yeah. And like all mm-hmm. of their 10 principles are sen- essentially centered around like participating and interacting and community. That's cool. I heard Fire Festival was pretty good. Uh, oh, you guys yeah, buy tickets for that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, that grilled cheese. Mm. <laughs> I love how they didn't even bother to toast it. <laughs> cheese on bread. You know, the ticket was worth it. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I had gone to Fire Festival. I really do. Do you have any idea how like special it is to be a part of something that terrible yeah, yeah and honestly also to just like watch a bunch of really sad panicky trust fund kids <laughs> yes. that's why i would like Are to go for being honest me? like yeah. just watching how distraught they would all be in the rain because that honestly to me i would pay the price of a ticket to fire festival to watch that yeah 100 percent on an yeah. island to just watch the chaos yeah cry for me <laughs> <laughs> you can't put a price on entitlements pain right like that's 100%. just oh it's richer than chocolate Chocolate, like, <laughs> oh man, to watch entitlement go through pain. Mm. Okay, so what is the worst festival you've ever been to? Have there been any like disasters that are just real, or maybe, maybe not even worse because those can be enjoyable, but w- did the festival runners ever do a real bad job? I mean,. I don't know. I feel like I just always have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. (laughs) There was this one time, man, like I showed up and there was no one there and I realized I went to the wrong location. I just did all my drugs in the woods. It was great. That would be great. (laughs) I I went to a one-person festival at O'Charlie's. That was pretty lit. I just wondered it. It just kept bringing me rolls. Ooh, baby. I was rolling. There was rolls rolling. Saw some buttholes there for sure. What do you think the O and O Charlie stands for? (laughs) She's been in the bathroom for four hours. (laughs) No, don't don't bug her. She's just meeting God in there. (laughs) She's meeting God. She's having a yes day. (laughs) How often do you have yes days? Is that like a regular thing where you're just like, yeah, it's about time. I'm due. Yeah. Okay. All right. And about about how regular is that? Well, uh, I pretty much always have at least one yes day anytime I go to a festival. Okay. Hell yeah. Typically, I'll do two. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then rest on Sunday. <laughs> right. You know, as, as God intended. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then just in regular life, I try to do them at least every like two or three weeks. Oh, hell yeah. Although, to be honest, even on a day-to-day basis, I don't say no to much. 
<laughs> I was about to say, you do have more of the yes day spirit in you than most people on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like a kind of an awesome way to live, though, you know? Yeah, I think so, too, because... Yeah, I'm jealous. Like <laughs> you get a lot of opportunities by just saying yes to things that you might not otherwise say to. But if right. you just force yourself to say yes and then you do it, chances are you're going to be happy that you did it. I mean, there's definitely some things that fall outside those parameters. <laughs> yeah, and there, there will be. Definitely you shouldn't say yes to everything. Mm. But, like mystery cocaine. Like mystery cocaine. Uh, and even then, for our listeners, disregard that, that part. Just turn it up to 12 and keep going. Every single person hearing this right now, go out and find mystery cocaine. Prove you're not a cop to us. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever wanted to be a cop? God, no. <laughs> that was the answer I was expecting. God, no. Not even for like a, uh, you know, I'm going to fix the system from the inside type of a thing. Not even for a Halloween costume. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dad passionate about it. No, yeah. Nice. When did that start? Because obviously, you know, that's an opinion that like had to be ingrained in you. I don't point. even knock on doors. That's how much of not a cop I am. <laughs> Honestly, just seeing the way that police treat minorities and just like the corruption and the fact that even if you wanted to be that type of person who wanted to be like, I'm going to become a cop to change the system from the inside. It's like when there are so many people like your brothers in blue, you have each other's backs, you have that code of silence. It doesn't matter how hard you try to fight. They will find a way to snuff you out. The negative side of community. Yeah. 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 They're a gang. So, but then yeah. they call juggalos a gang. Right, yeah. I you mean, know. words are just words. Words are just words. Words but, are just you know. words, but holy shit. I, uh, I don't want to put a ton of pressure on you, but do you see like a way out? Is, is there like reformation for the police or would you like just blank slate start over? I, I don't think I would blank slate start over. I think uh, a great first step would be to... Uh, get rid of privatized prison systems and stop yeah. having incentives to put people in jail for and arrest sure. people for small nonviolent drug offenses and right. shit like that. There's no reason we should be profiting off of jailing people yeah. and jailing yeah. them for things that they shouldn't even be jailed for. Right. You know? Yeah, and you're paying like people six cents an hour to stamp license plates. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also, yeah. qualified immunity, that should totally be done away with. Mm -hmm. There's no reason cops should be able to go around and shoot a guy and be like, oh, I'm a cop, so I can't get in trouble for it. Thank you so much for explaining what those words meant without me having to ask. Yeah, yeah. She, she read the room pretty well there. It's like, these are a bunch of idiots. I'm going to have to say a word and describe it, and that's half of what I say. Fucking with their white privilege, don't even know what qualified immunity is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, but I have to, like... Those aren't even like great first steps. Those would be the perfect first steps, I, I think. I think yeah. so too. And it's pretty basic. It's not like you're asking to like cut off all money from the police or right. anything that anyone would. You didn't even to. threaten to take away their tanks. You literally <laughs> just said no more <laughs> private prisons and maybe hold them accountable for their actions. Yeah, because then, I mean, if they're going to be held accountable for their actions, then they're not going to fuck people up with their tanks. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Those are for parades only now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah holy smokes this episode has been a blast rachel for yeah real. i've like, had so much fun i, I had I, you guys have me out it was it was kind of a gamble because like i had no idea how to interview a person that plays with fire and things it's <laughs> 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 so far outside my realm and scope but it sounded fun and turns out it was yeah it was oh, a great time sure. <laughs> um so do you want to share a bombing story from your comedy experiences you're a fucking Encyclopedia Britannica of a performer. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to ask you. Um, so, okay. Honestly, I've never really felt like I truly like bombed, bombed a show where I was like getting booed. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to say like that. No, I haven't totally been doing kidding. comedy that long and I tell the same funny jokes all the time. So <laughs> I found my eight minutes at work and that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, but I did do a show one time, actually. So my friends throw this event where they essentially have like a showcase of fire performers and DJs come and everybody just like parties in this big area. And the stage is a giant shopping cart. And they asked me to Could come MC 
a giant shopping cart like someone like built a grocery a... yeah they built like a giant looking how big shopping. is this shopping cart that people can perform in it i mean it's pretty tall and it's like a stage you know oh, okay yeah you know so it's like yeah it's a decent size it's yeah. a big in luke that's all you I'm need to know i'm just trying to picture are there stairs <laughs> getting up to the shopping cart yeah the, yeah the part where you would sit in as a child in a shopping cart you can fit yeah. like three people on that bench oh gotcha. okay so, so that's people about how are like 10 15 feet in the air Seven, eight feet in the four or five feet in the right. air. Okay. Somewhere there. Tight. So the scene is set. So the scene is set. And so I'm my... a visual learner. <laughs> <laughs> so my friend asked me if I would MC the showcase and cool. tell some jokes. And so I was like, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I knew honestly, most money I ever made doing a comedy show. Hell yeah. Which was yes. cool. And so I showed up, and he's like, you're going to just MC from the shopping cart, and it's going to be, you know, cool or whatever. But somebody called the cops, and they got a noise complaint, and they were like, you got to tone it down. So then we had to, like, kind of rearrange our whole plan. So he's like, all right, here's the deal now. You're going to be doing your set in the middle of a dark field <coughs> with a megaphone surrounded <laughs> By a circle of people. And I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah, fortunately, the stage is mobile by design. You can pretty much take that anywhere. Right. And But there was no stage at this point. We couldn't use it because oh, it had no. the PA system on it, and we weren't allowed to use that system because it was too loud. So you were and, literally in a field with a megaphone. Right. And so the lo-fi. thing that... Yeah, lo-fi. But the thing was, before that, about an hour before that, a friend came up to me and was like do you want some acid? <laughs> and I was like, yes, day. <laughs> so I take this acid and immediately, like when I start peeking, I'm like, my mind is blown. I'm like, I would start thinking like about the time like you do whenever you're tripping. And I was like, oh my God, like how long do I have? And everybody's like, it's going to be fine. You just have like an hour. Right. It's fine. And I was like, okay, well, hopefully I'm not like peaking this hard by then. But I was. <laughs> 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 and so it got dark and I have this megaphone. All I have is a megaphone in the middle of a dark field and just a circle of just like tripping hippies around me. And <laughs> nobody could hear me nobody could hear me with my <laughs> megaphone and so i'm like trying to talk into it but i had never actually used a megaphone before so i was like doing that thing where i kept moving my mouth away from it and like getting that feedback <laughs> so i was just essentially tripping standing in the middle of a field <laughs> fucking gibberishing into <laughs> a fucking megaphone <laughs> for like five minutes <laughs> I mean, honestly, given the situation, I don't know how you could have done anything any differently. Honestly, it was not bad. Luckily, luckily, I knew a lot of people there, and people kept coming up to me after my show. And then, <laughs> quotation and marks like, for the listeners. And they were like, you know what, man? I couldn't hear a thing you were saying, but you're so funny. <laughs> Which implies they meant funny looking. Like, what does that mean if they couldn't hear what you were saying? No, I think it's just they know that I, I generally am funny, you Tight. know. Yeah, so. that makes right. perfect sense. So did you remember that you were performing the entire time? Or because yeah. I, I could see myself running into that problem where I'm just like, why am I holding a megaphone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dog, I've dropped acid and forgotten that I had ever taken acid before. And I have forget a full to extent- breathe. Not quite that bad. That's that was the first time I had a dab. But uh, yeah, like I I could I, I see what you're talking about. Where you could be finishing a sentence and then forget why you're talking or why you're holding a thing or why you are where you are. Uh, but you seem like a seasoned tripper. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that you would just be like, oh yeah, I'm on acid and this is weird. Cool. Yeah. No. Honestly, it was fine. It didn't even bother me. Other than the feedback from that megaphone was so cringy. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And just not knowing how to use it. Yeah. So of the two problems, the megaphone was more of a problem for you than tripping balls. Right. Oh, yeah. I've done shows <laughs> tripping balls before, for sure. Actually. <laughs> Typically on mushrooms, I, I've though. I've told Les, right. 
let fewer shows sobered. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I went through waves of that where it was like, oh, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to have to have a crutch to get on stage. You got to make sure you can do this sober. And then I realized that I'm not funny sober. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, <laughs> literally every time I've gone on stage stone sober. Really? Zero laughs. Zero laughs. It's the only time I bomb that hard is when I'm like, hey, this is me without any filters of anything. And the entire world goes, nah, change the channel. <laughs> well, I would, I would think maybe just the term filtering, that you would be more unfiltered if you were not sober. There, what I've noticed is that there's a sweet spot. There's a sweet spot where there's like... Uh, just before I even feel whatever I'm on. Because once I feel it, I'm toast. Because <laughs> then whatever it is takes over, whether it's alcohol you know, or what, whatnot. But like, yeah, a hit of acid and you're screaming into a microphone. I've always <laughs> wanted to try to perform tripping, but I've never tried it because um, of that one time I took acid and forgot that I had ever taken any hallucinogens and <laughs> forgot that I dropped out of Bible college and forgot that I quit believing in God and had a whole existential crisis because I thought I was going to make my mom cry. <laughs> yeah, I've, that's fair. I've heard of a comedy show where the same comedians did two sets. They did comedy sober and then they took a bunch of mushrooms and then they did a second set. Honestly, some of the best sets that I've ever done, I was on mushrooms. Bro, why really? are we not doing this as a showcase? Jocko's is a mushroom bar. You remember them saying that. We'll talk about that later. Oh, okay, Can yeah, I yeah, be, for sure. Yeah, book me on that. <laughs> for yeah. sure. I volunteer it's for already, a yes day. Already? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, do you know how to get mushrooms? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that would be fun, but you should go to Jocko's first. Because well, I can't do that because I already have the mushrooms first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we say anything else further incriminating, uh, Rachel, Thanks. this has been amazing for real. This has been one of <laughs> best hour I've had today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I spent all day mowing the grass. So, uh. <laughs> oh. listen, I'm flattered. I, best best hour I've had since I woke up. And 47 go, hours ago. <laughs> no, no, two hours ago, and then 48 hours before that's that right, I went that's to bed. Right. Yeah. Thursday night when you went to sleep and yeah. then woke up for this podcast. I hibernated <laughs> during the springtime. <laughs> that's how I get ready for a podcast. Hell yeah. Rachel, if you had one button, just one final piece of advice to give our listeners before we get out of here, what would that be? Oh, life advice. Okay. Uh, life begins where your comfort zone is. Have a yes day. Hell yeah. I love it. Thank you guys so much. We're out of here. Hell yeah.